It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke from Jeanette's TV, and we are live on the red carpet for A Beautiful Life, which is premiering here at TIFF. It's a great story, all about Mr. Rogers and the wonderful humanitarian he was and all the difference he made. We're looking forward to having some amazing interviews. Of course, this movie stars Tom Hanks. Well, um, I think we're going to tell people a story that maybe they're not expected, which is that we're going to introduce you not just to Fred Rogers, but to the philosophy of Fred Rogers and how he had a huge impact on not just kids, but the whole world. And I think that's what we're really excited about. Now, looking at Fred Rogers and his philosophies, what stands out to you? Anything that really surprised you as you kind of dove into this character? I mean, I think it's all, it's, it's the radical, unbending um, kindness and the value of every living thing um, that everybody deserves to be loved and without exception. And he never bent from that philosophy. His lack of cynicism, too, was so disarming. And I think that's what people were drawn to. And especially, I think it's important now, in the time we're in now, to kind of recognize that, to think about some of Fred's way. Yeah. Childhood wisdom at first class, but it really hits adults and it really transcends generations. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, thank guys. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Hi. It was a surprise. <laughs> I, you know, this was this was. I've written a lot of articles uh, over the years, and this was the first article I've ever had turned into a movie, and it turned out it turned into this movie. You know, so it's a big um, deal. What do you think it was about this article that made it so appropriate? Well, I think I think that the the world came to understand how much it missed Fred Rogers. I don't. I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't just the story. I mean, it was a story about a, a man that um, I think that we we realize how um, how irreplaceable he was. And so that the only way we're really going to uh, understand and bring Fred back is to celebrate him in art. And that's what this movie does. And how did it feel to find out Tom Hanks is uh, kind Oh, of it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a big deal because, I mean, you know, it was a surprise. But then as soon as he got the part, it was like, who else but Tom could have played Fred? And he pulled it off beautifully. You've seen the movie. I've seen parts of the movie. Okay, because, yeah, he pulls it up. Gotta be honest. I, I've, I've, I've said it uh, once, I'll say it again. I mean, he's, he, the minute he addresses you as Fred, you're just like, you're there. You don't even have to think about it. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to do an imitation of Fred. He just kind of is. It's really, it's what do really you think amazing. the main message of this movie is that you want to get out? Um, that uh, be kind, but that kindness is, that kindness is, is work. And, and, look, and look for the good in people. I mean, I, I mean that's, what, that's, what Fred, that's what Fred did in me. He looked for the good in me. Uh, he, he trusted me, uh, and he knew that that's what I needed, and it was a really remarkable um, experience. You're playing this journalist, and, and you had such a transformative experience learning from the role, the, well, Tom Hanks, actually, yes, but, yeah. but in his role as Fred Rogers. Yes. What is your key takeaway? From Tom? Or from just being in this movie? Ooh, yeah, I... I it's hard to define a key takeaway because I think, I hope I've certainly taken away a, a number of things. As a human being, I've sort of realized there's, there's work you have to do. It's an effort. If you, if you want things to work well or to be harmony and coexistence, you, you have to make an effort at understanding other people and not pointing blame and, and rising to anger. And being, you have to work at being patient and nicer, which I'm trying to do, failing miserably. 
for trying. Doing which a nice is, job right now. Well, I know, but that's because I'm drunk. No, that's what a joke. Does it feel like uh, being part of a movie that was telling the story of Mr. Rogers. Well, you know, obviously being being from Wales, um, I didn't grow up with Fred Rogers, so the the big deep dive I did into him as a as a as a as an icon, really, I did a, a you know a number of weeks prior to shooting, and then realizing what he what he means to especially to the United States. Um, it's been it's been an incredible privilege. How, how would you sum up what he means? Sorry, say that again. I'll come to you. Absolutely. Uh, you can, if you watch that amount of sorry, Fred Rogers, I think it's hard not to come away going, oh, this is what I need to do. So to a fellow Brit, how would you yeah. explain the, uh, the significance of Fred Rogers to in America? Well, he was a, he was a a children's TV presenter who kind of, I think, bucked the norm when he sort of saw that. There, for kids' television, there were people throwing custard pies in their faces and explosions and whacking each other over the head with foam cricket bats or whatever. He went, that's, that's the last thing children want. They want calm, they need to be treated maturely, and you need to kind of help them grow. So he took, some say it was very old-fashioned. You look at him, you go, he, he was a prophet. You know, he came way before what should have happened, and he's going... This is what you just need to treat them mature, and then it'll pay off in society at a later. Yeah, it's about his, his teachings that have allowed it to just transcend generations. Because I feel like it's, it's childhood wisdom here, but adults at the same time are still learning just just as much. Yeah, that that thing, you know, people are fallible. That it, it's fine to be it's fine to be scared. You know, you're entitled to your feelings. It's it's good to be scared. But to address his all his big teaching was, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. That was his big. That was his big, and so he would encourage children to mention things in order to manage them. He was actually, um, he studied child psychology and he was, a, he was an ordained Presbyterian minister. Yes, yes. but, I, but what, what I, I liked about it, he, he never hammered religion down anyone's, anyone's throat. The principles of humanitarian and, you know, humanitarianism, being kind to one another, that is sort of from a theological perspective, but it's not per se one religious no, no, just general. Absolutely, and I and I don't and I I never felt that it was from a you know from a, a religious point of view. He was a, he was a real humanitarian and and understood and understood the human condition. And I think that's what that's why he survived decades. And how was it working with Tom Hanks? Terrifying. It's terrifying. It is because you see, you know, having grown up with Tom Hanks as an absolute as an absolute hero, you're then in front of him going. And it took you know a few weeks to calm down, and and then you forget you he's wily Tom Hanks because you forget how good he's the reason why he has two Oscars. It's because he makes it look so effortless. He makes everyone else feel good and calm, and he's looking after everyone else. And but ultimately, you forget how incredibly talented he is, the work he puts in, and how seamless he makes it look. And then you spend the time going. And then you forget your line is next. He's Did you take any time to ask me burning Forrest Gump? Oh, oh, plagued him. Plagued him. <laughs> Private Ryan, Philadelphia. He was like, I'm sure at the end of the day, he's like, stop. Bosom Buddies, that's where he started? I didn't ask him about Bosom Buddies. I, I started there. No, I know. I thought I'd start, you know, at a high. I thought I'd work my way down. You know, Comedy is uh, two-time track. Uh, yes. Um, oh, what was the other one? We, we took Turner and Hooch. I asked him a lot of questions about working with the dog. He was very patient with me. You're great. Thank you so much. Thank I you. love your act. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <coughs> so you're the brother of, of uh, the director. Correct. Yep. And you're a composer, right? Yes, ma'am. Uh, what, what element did you feel you brought to this movie that 
may not have been brought otherwise. Well, it is a movie about family. It's yeah. a movie about uh, parental relationships with children. Uh, I'm a new dad myself, so Congratulations. thank you. That was a place that I drew a lot of inspiration from in terms of the music. And then obviously working with my sister, this is our third feature we've done together. So the, the familiar relationship there, I think, goes a long way when you're telling a story that's really personal and emotional like this. I think you're right. Thank you for talking to me. Sure, no problem. I never thought I was really going to make any movies about men. I figured we don't have enough movies about women. I could make movies about women for my entire life and never run out of wonderful women to make movies about. But when I read this script, I realized how important his message is, especially as a parent. I'm raising a young child, and we don't have people like this who give us this type of guidance, who really feel like genuine grown-ups with wisdom to offer about how to be better. And I know his words feel so much more true to me now as a parent even than I could totally recognize when I was a child watching his show. And so it just, it felt like an honor and a responsibility, but one I wanted to take on. And Tom Hanks is a perfect match for that. He is a perfect match, but I don't want anybody to underestimate what work went into his performance for this, because it's truly transformative. He did not just slip on this cardigan and boom, he was Mr. Rogers. He actually truly goes to a very deep place and, um, I think it's important to give it up to him because he, he really went somewhere and I think people will be blown away by his performance. Yeah, it's badass. That's how it should be. Exactly. I'm a woman. Yeah. What was the greatest challenge for you in uh, ensuring that it would still carry the same impact for people who've never watched Mr. Rogers' show? I think his, his message is totally universal. It doesn't matter if you know him or you have grew up watching him or not. I think he's just incredibly moving. What did you want to ask? I want to ask you, if you had to pick a female to write a story about in the same capacity, who would you pick that would be similar to a, uh, a, like a Ted Rogers with the kind of impact that he had? With God, yeah, Fred Rogers, with, with, uh, with, with that kind of impact, with that kind of a message. I don't know if I can find a one-to-one -one comparison exactly like that, but um, I, as I've gotten through my life, I've really learned gender is not a binary. None of us are all male or all female, so, you know, I, I'm trying to not limit myself in that way. I've made two movies about really amazing real women, and now I'm making a movie about two really amazing men. Well, I think you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Well, where am I on the stand? Who's first? Bruce Willis. What? Curse of Damn. My nemesis. How many do I got to do? You're like neck and neck. You got to, yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Thank you, by the way, for never changing this. We used to have lyrics, too. We made up bad lyrics. Maybe you see Yeah. Here's the folks in Chobin. Nor should I. I 
was too old for him by then. But if I had stumbled upon him uh, at that great age of, say, three or four, in which I was looking for someone, one, to stop yelling at me, which they always do on Number two, stop trying to sell me something, because I don't have any money anyway to buy it. And also, number three, to answer a couple of very basic questions that I have, like, um, how do flashlights work? Then it really would have been a profound experience for me, but I miss that. How important is the kindness of Well, I, kindness is a word that could be, uh, you know, made, made little out because it, it means somehow you're a sap, you're kind, and you're a sap. I think being kind is understanding that probably everybody has had as tough a time as you have. And anybody trying to do that job has had gone through just as many struggles as you have through that single moment. So you just give everybody a fair shot. That, believe it or not, I think is Yes, E.T., back to yes, your audience. Yes, yes. Well, you you've embodied several heroes, I mean, solely Walt Disney. What is kind of the thing that makes you want to do this? No, actually, no, because all those I play into guys who are very competitive over very specific opinions. If I played someone who was actually alive, which, oddly enough, I guess I have done a few too many. Wait till I, well, wait till I tear into Bruce Willis. <laughs> You're going to find me as Bruce Willis. Like that. Um, but what they all had was a, a, a moment in which they were trying to achieve something that was a stellar in Charlie Wilson. Um, I think Mr. Fred Rogers is the first person I played that is not undergoing the great crisis of their of their business or their lives. Well, this community could have been great. So they had to save a lot of people. But Charlie was being he wanted to go to battle in the Soviet Union. Mr. Rogers doesn't want anything except for people maybe to understand themselves and work Thanks for being with us today on Jeanette's TV. I'm your host, Jeanette Burke, signing off. Please remember to like, comment, and share all our posts on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Pinterest, Google, Plus, Vimeo, you name it, YouTube, we're there. Hashtag Jeanette's TV. And until next time, continue to be fabulous.